According to Luther Burbank, Sonoma County is the chosen spot of all this earth as far as nature is concerned. And yet, we cannot ignore the effects of the climate crisis. Devastating wildfires, severe drought, power outages, and diminishing water supply. We need solutions. So, I've invited Supervisor Damon Connolly, co-founder of Marin Clean Energy, who also helped create Sonoma Clean Power, to the show today to talk about solutions, since he's been on the ground in Marin County for years. This is Aspire with OSHA, Art, Nature, Humanity, and I'm your host, OSHA Hayden. Welcome to the show, Supervisor Connolly. Thank you so much, OSHA. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule. I know that the midterm elections are about a couple of days away and you're running for state assembly. I am. So it's a busy time for you. Let's start talking about the climate crisis and how we can best address the wildfires here in Sonoma County and, of course, Marin County. Yeah, I know. And, and you hit it on the head. We are seeing the impacts of the climate crisis front and center right here at home with increasing wildfire risk and prevalence and drought. Uh, so we, uh, we're we in the eye of the storm, so to speak. Um, there's some broader things we need to do to combat the crisis. And, and you mentioned um, vastly ramping up our clean energy options uh, for our communities is one of those things I've been very passionate and involved in. Uh, and then there are also practical uh, things we need to be doing to prepare our communities for wildfire risk and for drought. And uh, really, my pitch to the voters in the North Bay is these are issues uh, we've been working on every day here at the local level. And we need a partner in Sacramento with that local perspective to, to bring about solutions. That's so true, because Sacramento doesn't always hear us or understand our issues. It's true. It's true. And Sacramento plays such a huge role when you look at uh, resources, uh, right, in terms of when Sonoma County over the last several years faced devastating wildfires. It was all hands on deck. It was the federal government. It was the state government stepping up. And we've had some great representation uh, at the state level. When you look at Assemblymember Jim Wood, State Senator Mike McGuire, uh, Bill Dodd, Congressman Mike Thompson, uh, it's really been a full core press. And we really have um, seen what best practices are, and that is really enabling folks to be uh, ready at a house level, individual level, neighborhood level, and community level. So uh, utilizing a house out approach, uh, it's all about hardening your homes, making sure that vegetation around your home is taken care of. I mean, we we see the results. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget, I think it was the most recent uh, serious fires in 2019, the glass fires touring the area, you know, as, as 
it was occurring in East Santa Rosa and Napa. And you literally would go to a neighborhood. One house would still be standing. The next would be burnt down and so on and so forth. And it really came down to uh, had that home been hardened? You know, what kind of vegetation was in their uh, yards? Uh, many folks don't have the resources themselves. So that's where government has to be a partner. Um, we're blessed in Marin and Sonoma. Many communities have stepped up and become firewise communities. Yes, yes. Right? Mm -hmm, that's true where I live. Everyone, yeah, no, I know. Big time. Your community for sure. And in fact, I think Marin and Sonoma actually have the most firewise communities in the United States. Wow. Uh, so it's really something to build on. So the word, not surprisingly, is getting out. And again, we have to be a partner, and I intend to be at the state level, uh, to get folks what they need to do that, the technical know-how, the resources, of course, our firefighting crews uh, need to be staffed adequately. There needs to be equipment there. Uh, and that's something I've been very focused on as well. Cal Fire has finally been doing controlled vegetation burns in our forests and wildlands to reduce the risk of catastrophic wildfires yes. here in Sonoma and Napa counties. Mm -hmm. I have to say that's a relief. I think that's right. It's it's really going to be multifaceted, and the and the overarching uh, goal there, in addition to protection, is really enhancing biodiversity. You know, doing things in a way that actually improves and certainly doesn't harm the environment. That's why you know, and and without naming names unnecessarily, you know, we need to hold PG and E accountable. Um, in a big way, in terms of how vegetation is being managed, undergrounding utility lines, working with the community as opposed to at cross purposes uh, with the community. That leads me right into my next question, which is about the CPUC and PG&E's mm -hmm. ongoing efforts to try to influence this the CPUC to rule in their favor and against rooftop solar for individuals. They would prefer, of course, to put their own solar arrays out there and have all of the income and the resources come to them so that we have to go to PG&E in order to get that electricity rather than having the more resilient electricity being produced from our own rooftops. You are so right. And PG&E is so on the wrong track with the CPUC in pushing for the solar tax. I've been uh, opposed to it strongly. I've testified uh, before the CPUC against the solar tax twice now. A lot of activists are doing that. It's the exact opposite of what we need to be doing, which is to encourage and incentivize as many folks as possible to install rooftop solar. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes, you you can count on me to continue to oppose that. And it's part of a, a broader initiative, really. We need to be encouraging local distributed energy. And in the North Bay, a great way to do that is rooftop solar. 
it's got to be combined, in my view, uh, with incentivizing that. So you mentioned, and one of my proud kind of biographical things, if you will, was um, being in with Marine Clean Energy uh, at the front end and, and helping with Sonoma Clean Power. One of the mainstays of those programs has been this net energy metering where you're actually enabling folks who produce uh, solar on their own roofs and overproduce, if you will, to sell it back mm -hmm. uh, to the grid. Uh, and, and that really helps everyone in addition to that resident who's able to do that. So um, that's something I want to push uh, strongly. I think there are other exciting initiatives that can go along with it. One is microgrids, uh, which is a concept that would enable local communities to kind of island off the main uh, utility grid, if you will, and have kind of a, a microgrid that both enables, uh, ideally, uh, more distributed renewable energy, and secondly, could uh, protect against public safety power shutoffs by allowing that community not to be tied into the larger grid if there is an issue uh, with a PSPS incident. That's really important for the community where I live in the Valley of the Moon, where we're right in that wildlife urban interface sandwiched between two mountain ranges. Um, we've been affected by wildfires numerous times. We've had to evacuate for nine or 10 days at a time. And we have neighbors who have lost their homes and everything they own, including Supervisor Susan Gorin, who lives in my neighborhood. By the way, one of the issues I know you face, because it's really just one kind of highway in and out, is evacuation routes. Yes. And that's got to be a huge focus of, of preparation. It does. In the last fire, the glass fire, I remember being packed up in our car, trying to get down the streets about a mile down the street just to get to the main street that connects into Highway 12. And we were in a chunga line. And mm -hmm. we at one point could see the fire over the hills on the ridge coming directly toward us, this huge line of fire, so big that we could see it over the hill that separated us. And we're sitting in our car. And my husband said, are we going to be burned just trying to escape? And I, of course, assured him, oh, no, we'll, I'm sure we'll be fine. We've just got to keep good energy and just keep going. And, of course, I was scared out of my wits because I really – scared. Yeah. Yeah. After Paradise and seeing and witnessing what happened there, people could easily be burned to death in their cars as they're trying to evacuate. That's something that a lot of people are thinking about as we're commenting on the plans for the SDC, Sonoma Developmental yes. Center. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm um, very tuned in with residents on that issue. Obviously, it's a, a huge issue of, of concern um, to residents out in Sonoma Valley and I know in your community as well. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of a generational opportunity that we really need to get right. 
And in my view, that starts with the the state being more of a partner uh, to the local communities on that issue. Um, you know, I would love to see uh, that site remain in public ownership. I think that uh, would serve the, the community better. Uh, and above and beyond that, uh, I, I agree with you strongly that uh, the wildlife corridor needs to be protected and, and enhanced. Um, there's open space there that should be uh, immediately transferred uh, into protected status. And I think the community voice really needs to be front and center in planning uh, for that whole site. Um, there are a number of issues um, that are front and center, like should they, there be development there? If so, what type? I think uh, the community recognizes uh, there is need for affordability in the valley, but they don't want to see overdevelopment there. And I, and I get it. It ties into some of the issues we're talking about. Um, traffic, uh, evacuation risk, uh, if there is wildfire. I believe the current plan calls for about a thousand units of housing, which of course translates to double or triple that in terms of the residents who are trying to flee in case of a wildfire down a single little two-lane road. Right. They're talking about some very large numbers. I, I think they're uh, rightfully is pushback. Um, I don't think it's really a site where there should be a hotel that I know there's some talk about uh, preserving some of the, the buildings and appropriately repurposing those. There could be some opportunities there. But um, yeah, I think above and beyond everything, the state really does need to be uh, more of a true partner. There's there's cost involved that I think the state, as things stand, is expecting someone else to cover. I think they should step up, and that includes you know, like an asbestos problem in the in the existing buildings and that sort of thing. So, yeah, no, very tuned in. And I know there are obviously are a number of issues of concern to the Valley, but uh, I would say that's certainly one of the top ones is is just where uh, things are going with that development. Another issue, of course, is the availability of water. And of course, we have a decreasing supply of water due to the ongoing very severe drought. And I don't see how they can add more water for more people in a valley where the water is decreasing instead of increasing. Yeah, that's where a lot of folks, myself included, um, you know, have an issue with a lot of the housing mandates coming out of Sacramento. Yes, we need housing, we and we do need to pursue it with a number of different strategies. I think we're doing that in the North Bay. Um, but again, I think there's a disconnect when we're we're getting these, you know, top-down solutions from Sacramento. Oftentimes they don't match up to actual community needs or opportunities. And again, I think that's where it's going to be important to have a local voice uh, representing us in Sacramento. I will say that Governor Newsom has enacted some really excellent legislation to address climate change here in California. And it's important to have voices 
that speak to the issues that are important to the people who live here in Sonoma County. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and some of the safety issues, as you said, like drought, like wildfire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally agree. And we're kind of living and breathing that in our counties now with, you know, that updated housing elements and safety elements and, and all that. So that's kind of where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Supervisor Damon Connolly, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the show today and talk to our community about the issues that are meaningful to us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks to everyone for listening in today. And remember this, voting is your superpower, so be sure and get out there this Tuesday and vote. Chapter two of this interview is coming up in just a few minutes. This is Aspire with OSHA, Art, Nature, Humanity. Thanks for tuning in.